Well, uh, the the ministry that we are doing there in the Philippines is is not easy. It takes a lot of uh, prayers. It takes a lot of uh, sleepless night. Because when we started the ministry there, people don't know us. But we started through feeding program. This is how we uh, we get the attention of, uh, of people there in the Philippines through feeding program. We started the uh, when I went back in 2012, October of 2012. A friend of mine from Macomb uh, visited us, and we're able to feed more than 500 kids for five days. They spent uh, $3,500 just for that. And then we went on a medical um, mission trip to southern part of the, of the Philippines. And I thought we're not going back to, my, uh, to Bulacan safe. Or maybe they're going to ship our body home because... When we went on mission trip, there's a place there where they planted a bomb, and it's just barely two minutes before we reached the place, they detonated the bomb. Uh, we're, we're, thank, we're thankful to God about that. And then uh, we started through a, a program that we call it a sponsorship program. The family had to uh, agree with our condition we just have one condition if we if they want us to support their kids through uh, monthly allowance we had to uh, make them sign so that they, they don't have any reason to not to go to church that's the only thing that we wanted them to do you know to go to church so we don't we don't care about giving allowances to their kids for as long as they they come to church so through that, we're able to help uh, 13 pupils, 13 kids. And uh, last, uh, last February, we were able to give them uh, backpacks for school, for the start of the school. Thank God for Troy Community Foundation in Troy, uh, Michigan, for giving us the, uh, the backpacks. So my, my desire and our prayer today is because, if, as you have seen the... The, the place of worship, it's crowded. Um, some would send us uh, finances to buy chairs, but we cannot, you know, put uh, any more chairs because the, the house is so small. I think our house is just one-fourth, the living room is one-fourth of this church. But we, we praise God, we had a good problem. We ran out of space. Amen. Yesterday, in the Philippines, we celebrated our first year anniversary as Crossway Christian Church. Thank God for this church. Uh, I know Pastor John remembered when, uh, we, when we, we, are, we were preparing to go back home, I told him that I'm going to name the church Crossway. And you know what? Pastor Ramon did first. <laughs> And there's another church in the Philippines who asked permission from us if he can change the name of his church into Crossway Christian Church. I believe one day we'll, 
will be going to have a Crossway International. <laughs> Amen. And uh, personally, I thank uh, this church for continuing supporting the ministry. Your support that uh, you've been giving us is not just for for me and my family; it's for the ministry. We, as of this present, we have nine missionaries from the Great Commission Baptist Association that we are supporting. One is Pastor Ramon. And this time when we go back home, Pastor Ramon will be the one supporting a great commission. And uh, we, we put our supports there and we'll be able to help other pastors. This is our desire. This is our prayer. Since we started the ministry way back in 1984 when I first uh, worked as an assistant pastor, my desire is to help other pastors. We have pastors that are working hard but under support. And by that time, I prayed, Lord, just give me the, the resources so I can help people. So we've been supporting uh, pastors from Mindanao, where uh, every time there's a typhoon, their church will be destroyed. Uh, we, we help through giving um, relief goods. When pastors, Pastor Ramon's uh, members were uh, affected by that typhoon, we went there and gave a little bit of, uh, of uh, relief, relief goods. And we were just so thankful. God is able to help us and to use us on that, uh, on that matter. So before I, I, I really preach, I told Pastor John that uh, I, I just preached for 10 minutes and one hour. <laughs> I would call Pastor Ramon. We will... Uh, we will uh, render uh, one song, and this has been our our um, theme. That since we started for the kingdom, and it says, "The longer I serve Him, the sweeter He grows." So we're gonna sing this, and don't listen to our voice; listen to the message. Can I, can I borrow the guitar? I, I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> okay. You, you, you might call me Pastor Ramon. And while you're standing, I'll be sitting down. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Since I started for the kingdom, since my life he controls, since I gave my heart to Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, 
the sweeter it grows the more that i love him more love he bestows each day is like heaven my heart overflows the longer i serve him the sweeter he grows every need he is supplying plenteous grace he bestows every day my way gets brighter the longer i serve him the sweeter he grows the longer i serve him the sweeter he grows the more that i love him more love he bestows each day is like heaven my heart overflows the longer i serve him the sweeter he grows amen I told the Pastor John a while ago that I, I turned my back from the Lord in 1990, and I I thank God for my brother-in-law, uh, Pastor John. Uh, uh, know him, and uh, I, I call him uh, Seagull, <laughs> but I call him Rascal. But I thank God because of him, you know, when I, uh, when I was away from the Lord, he, he said, Brother, I want you to preach in my church anniversary. And I don't want to. I was, uh, I was really disappointed, discouraged, and no one to turn to, no, no, nobody to, uh, to encourage, no, nobody to talk to me about you know, going back to the Lord. But here comes my, uh, my brother-in-law, he said, I want you to preach in my church. I said, I don't want to. He said, I insist. So what I did, I, okay. So I, uh, I copied the message. And I don't know, I have no idea that the message that I, that I copied is the cost of being a missionary. <laughs> and I said, oh. God, what have I done? <laughs> well, while copying that, I was uh, in front of the TV watching Benny Hinn. I don't know why Benny Hinn was there. But Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and I copied that. It has four, four points on that message, the, 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 the cost of being a missionary. And I said, and the, the first point is that the cost of being a missionary is to sacrifice your talent. I said, oh, Lord, this is it. After this, please kill me. <laughs> My wife was sleeping. We had Joanna at the time. She was uh, 
I think, two years old. And after that, t sacrifice your, your treasure. Are you kidding me, Lord? I'm receiving 500 pesos. How much is 500 pesos when it comes to a dollar a month? So I was receiving at least $10 a month at the time. I have, I'm a family man. And I said, Lord, after this, just kill me. I was so discouraged. I was so disappointed on, on God, on other people. Then the next is sacrifice your uh, time. I said, Lord, yes, this is the last time that I'm going to preach. Just kill me. In my mind, I said, anyway, I know where to go when I die. I go to heaven. And God might kill me. The last is sacrifice your family. That time, my dear friends, I, I closed that book that I copied message and woke my, up, my, my wife up. And I said, can we pray? For nearly a year, we haven't prayed as a family. We don't have any devotion as a family. We go to church, yes. We became church hoppers. We go from different church and no, no peace at all. I was so disturbed. I don't know what to do. No, no, no Christians to comfort, to comfort, comfort us. But when, when that message from Basil Miller said, sacrifice your family, and then as if just God struck my heart, as if God is telling me, that means come back. That time I prayed, and I was so excited, re rejuvenated, renewed, strengthened. Uh, I had to travel two hours to go to Pastor Fred's church. So I woke up. The service starts at 10. So I woke up at 5, got up, take a bath. At 6, I went to his church. I was the earliest in his church because I reached the place at about, I think, uh, 8.30 like that. But God blessed bless the, 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 the service at the time. And my prayers were, were changed. I said, Lord, if I'm going to turn my back again to you, just kill me. That's why when uh, we started the ministry in, in the Philippines, uh, especially in my hometown, I thank God because he used me to start three churches before I, I, came, I came over here in 2009 to, to start LifeKit Church. And I thank God because there are those my friends there at the back. They, they were surprised yesterday when I showed up with them. <laughs> but praise God. But you know what? Today I believe that there's something that's about to happen. Because in, in, in our life as, uh, as Christians, may, we may see uh, some, some problems, some disturbances, just like Pastor said, the, when uh, the, uh, the Wi-Fi was down. We, we believe the devil don't want it. The devil is trying to, to, to destroy a service when 
he knows that we are praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, or be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. We, we, just, we just thank God because in him, something is about to happen. First of all is that when the devil comes against you like a roaring lion, the Bible said, be sober-minded. Be watchful. When Pastor John visited our place in the Philippines, I believe he, he was scared when we got on the road. I yell, I, I yell a lot because people don't care about themselves. They want, they want to die, you know, but I said, sometimes, if you want to die, be sure that you know where to go when you die. That's where every time, uh, there's one time that uh, we, we pick, pick up one uh, young people who jump on the jeepney. Pastor John knows him. His name is David from Paranaque. They had a fight with the, with the girlfriend. Uh, we call it LQ, love quarrel. And he jumps out of the jeepney, and he loses uh, his memory for a while. We went there, rushed him to the hospital, and on, along the way, there's one motor motorcycle. I don't know how they, they run the motorcycle. It's 100cc, and as if they, they own the road. And while, while driving, the, uh, driving to the hospital, this motorcycle crashed, and so happened that one one man that's walking on the road was hit by that, and he died instantly. My question is: Are there some, are there missionaries or some Christians share the gospel to this man? Every day, people were dying. Every minute, people were dying. But you know what, the, bio, the, 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 the presentation that you saw and the song that says mission has been the heartbeat of Jesus. And if mission is the heartbeat of Jesus, as a Christian, we need to be in a mission or we need to be a mission-minded Christian. Because if you are not a missionary, then my, question, my, 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 my thought is that you're a mission field. Because I know that every Christian is a missionary. Our duty as Christian is to proclaim the gospel. Amen? To preach Christ, the only hope of nation. And so when the devil comes against you like a roaring lion, be sober, be vigilant, be watchful. Because the devil is trying to discourage you. try to ruin our lives. We've been, uh, we, we started another ministry there in the, in the Philippines uh, 
three centers already before I left. My wife this morning uh, told, told me that uh, the, the Bible study there will continue on. And I said, this Bible study will soon become Emmanuel Baptist Church. I asked permission from Emmanuel in Midland already. And he said, I'd love to. And we're going to start. We, we are afraid to pray of, of opportunities because no one would dare step in and took the ministry. We have young people that we are mentoring to become a pastor someday. But my dear friends, sometimes the devil will just take hold on them. There are many young people there. Some are, they, they wanted to serve, but they don't know how. And so we started to, to train them. That's what we are doing, to train and to make disciples. My dear friends, Jesus has been seeing the world and saw a lot of unrich people, and he was moved with compassion. What are we going to do with those people? Reach them. In the Philippines, I can speak three, uh, four dialects, five including a little bit of English, but I thank God I can preach in all those dialects. And Pastor John said, are you not have, uh, bringing them the, the, the Bible written in your dialects? I do. Because I want them to understand. Some of them don't, don't understand English. So how, how would I, I, I read English Bible to them? So I would read that in our dialects. And my dear friends, we can reach people. We can even do our our ministry in the cemetery. We can reach people there. I, I, one time I told my members, I don't care if those people in the grave would rise up again. If, if they would uh, be saved, I would love to do that. And so my dear friends, when the devil comes against you, just be watchful, be sober. Because the Bible said here, your adversary, the devil, prowls like, uh, around like a roaring lion. When you do your thing for the Lord, always remember that the devil is there to prevent you from performing what God wants you to do. When you're in the valley, look up. God is there with you. There's a lot of of valleys in our life, but that, that valley just reminds us about Jesus. Look up to Jesus because he's always with you. He promised that. When I first start, started the ministry in, the, in, in my hometown, I don't know what to do, but God said, just go because I have much people in the city. When he promised me that I'm going to protect you, I'm going to provide for you, I said, yes, Lord. I, I read that in, in Acts chapter 18, and I said, Lord, I go. Sometimes people would say, Lord, here I am, send him. <laughs> but to me, I say, Lord, here I am, send me. It says here in, in chapter 18 of Acts, verse 9 down, and the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, 
But go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you, attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. Amen. Anywhere we go, God has people there. Only for us to do is go and reach out to them. God is with us. That means in the ministry, don't give up. Amen? I've been in the ministry for more than 30 years now, and I thank God because He can still use me up to day. He can still use me. And so when your situation seems hopeless, remember the Lord shall help those and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. When you're hopeless, remember Jesus is our hope. And, and we are, if we are hopeless, he will bring us through. And he will deliver us. And you know what? Something is about to happen when God opens the door, the windows of heaven, and pour out his blessing upon us. When I was de- denied of my application to be an immigrant here in your country, I said, Lord, thank you, because I know you're going to open another door of opportunity. And you know what Pastor, Pastor John said, that he went to the Philippines just to encourage me. And I believe with all my heart that he was so encouraged when he went there. We are so encouraged, but I believe he... He will be encouraged there because he know he saw the what what God has been doing in the Philippines. We are thankful that we have a governor who are who is a Christian. The vice governor is a Christian. I I had the opportunity to share the gospel to our vice governor with our with Pastor Fred, and this vice governor accepted Christ as his personal savior. He's an, he's an actor. But someday he said, someday I'll be a pastor. Amen? There is hope, my dear friends. In every problem, God is going to deliver us. And you will know that something good is about to happen when God will open the windows of heaven and when we see people getting saved. You see, your, 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 the money that you sent to the Philippines for the ministry, I always thank God because in every cent that you've been sending to the Philippines, you have a part in many souls that are getting saved. I thank God that when Pastor John went there for the first time, he baptized 16 new converts. I'm so excited. And we channeled them to the nearest churches there. God is at work, my dear friends. Don't be discouraged. Don't be disappointed when things went wrong. You know, it's going wrong. In hope, in Jesus, there is hope. Only trust Him and have faith on Him.